the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah is unique in that we don't um, we don't bless the month. Ordinarily, every Shabbos before the new month, we say a special prayer and a blessing for the new month. Rosh Hashanah is, is the most important month of the year, so you'd think that for sure we would have to daven and bless the new month, but we don't. And why don't we? So there's a teaching in the name of the Baal Shem Tev. Actually, when the Rebbe would say this teaching, he would say how the Magid gave this over, and the Alter Rebbe gave this over, he would mention all three Rebbeim. Uh, because because uh, similar to what the Gemara says about various uh, things that were done in the Beis HaMikdash, that sometimes uh, they would specifically add words to something in order to highlight the merit of the Jewish people. Like in the morning, the Beis HaMikdash, they would say, it's, it has, the question was always asked every morning, is it morning yet? And their answer was given, it's morning and the sun is shining all the way till Hebron. Why have to say it's shining till Hebron? Shining past Hebron, before Hebron, why Hebron? So they would specifically mention Hebron because they wanted to invoke the merit of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. So in a similar way, Debu said that we should mention the teaching of Batasher. You should, um, you should say that this is a teaching from Baal Shem Tev, the Magen Al-Tareb. So, the, um, what is this teaching? What, what did the Baal Shem Tev say? That in this Shabbos, the reason we don't, we don't bless the month is because God himself blesses the month. And what is God's bracha? God's bracha is the Torah portion, the first pasuk of this week's Torah portion. What does God say? You are standing here together today. What day is the today? The day is Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, God says, I promise you, you'll be standing. You'll be, the, the meaning of the word standing means you'll be upright. You'll be on the winning side. You'll be victorious in judgment. Whatever's happened has happened, but you will be victorious in judgment. That's the, that's the blessing of Hashem. And because the, the seventh month of the year, there are two ways of calculating the year. One is from creation. That's a general way that people associate the year with. And there is another way of counting the year from the day that God took us out of Egypt. So according to that calculation, the upcoming month is the seventh month of the year. The Hebrew word seven is associated with being satiated, being full. I'm number seven in the family. Ah, all seventh are beloved, the Talmud says. So the seventh month... What does it say, all the seven? Our beloved. Yeah. Yeah. So it says that the seventh month is a month which is satiated... So, number seven means satiated, it means full. God fills it with all the blessings for the entire year. That's the source of all the... Uh, the Gemara says we have Yom Kippur in that month, we have uh, Simcha in this month, we have all, all, all the source of, of blessings come from this seventh month. And in a similar way, in the context of blessings for the year, we bless all the other months. But how can we bless all the other months? It's with the power of God's blessing on this month. So, so not only does this month have a blessing, but this month has the biggest blessing, has God's blessing. And with the power of God's blessing, we're able to bless all the other months of the year. And what is the blessing God gives us? God says to us, we're going to be meritorious in judgment. That's one explanation of why we read this Torah portion this week. Always before Shoshana, it's God's blessing. We're going to win the judgment. There's another reason. The Alter Rebbe says, on uh, this same uh, topic. Why do we read this section before Rosh Hashanah? 
It says in this, in this verse, you're all standing together before God, from the heads of the tribes to the woodchoppers and the water carriers, you're all standing together. So the Alt Rebbe says, the Torah is highlighting, despite the fact that we have differences, we're all together as one. It's in order to crown God as our king, we have to have unity. You can't have um, God taking part in this relationship of him being our monarch and us being his people without the, there being unity. As it says in the Pasuk, bin Shurin Melech. You want to go see someone some by the front door? Yeah. Some, thank you. Is you sure and Jewish people had a king? You just prop up, prop up in the front door. Oh, they got, they got in there. Uh, prop it open anyway. How did Yeshurun, how did the Jewish people get a king? They got a king by their unity. You can only have, Hashem says, only be a king over the Jewish people if they are united. But if they're not united, then I cannot be their king. That's a, that's a teaching of the Altareb. Then there's a third message in this first Pasuk of the sixth Torah portion. And the end of the, the Pasuk is Le'avrachabivris. Why are you standing here together? You're standing here together, the heads of the tribe, the woodchoppers, the water carriers. Why are you standing here together? You're standing here together to make a covenant with Hashem. That's a purpose of your standing here together. So the commentaries say that the meaning of this covenant is not just a covenant vis-a-vis the Jewish people and Hashem and our promise to listen to Hashem but it's also a covenant with each other. The halacha is that all the Jewish people are responsible for each other. Oh, how responsible for each other? So the uh, Torah says that, for example, let's say um, you heard shofar already, and someone else did not hear the shofar, and you want to say a blessing for them, the blessing that God commanded you to hear the shofar. So seemingly, you have no commandment to hear the shofar anymore because you already satisfied that obligation by hearing, hearing the shofar. So how can you say, bless to you God who has commanded me to hear the shofar? So you are able to say that blessing. Why can you say that blessing? Because all the Jewish people are responsible for each other. So the other is that we make a covenant that we're all responsible for each other. That's a, so that's a third concept in this, in, this, in this verse. So we have three concepts in this verse. We have the first concept, of the Baal Shem Tev, that this Pasuk is telling us that we be meritorious in judgment. You'll be standing upright in judgment. We have a second concept of the Alter Rebbe, that we're standing all together as one. And we have a third concept in this verse, and that is that we're making a, that we make a covenant to be responsible for each other. So, what's the connection between these three concepts. What's the connection between the idea of responsibility for each other to the idea of, of the blessing of Hashem for a good year and the unity of the Jewish people? What, what, so, what's the meaning of responsibility? What's the meaning of a guarantor? On the surface, the only way you could have a, some, someone can guarantee anything for someone else is if they are greater than that, than that person in that specific item. So let's say we're talking about money. If you want to borrow money from someone else, the guy says, well, who's going to guarantee you'll, you'll pay me back? You don't have that much money. So you ask someone who has a lot more money than you, 
and he'll guarantee the money will come back. How could he guarantee? Because he has more money. He can guarantee you because he's greater than you. Or let's say um, you want someone to protect you. When you have, when you have a, 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 uh, a fight with someone, you'll say, I want you to watch my back in this fight. So who's going to watch your back? Someone who's bigger than you. Someone who, who can guarantee, who can guarantee in, that you'll, that you'll uh, be successful in the battle. Someone who's stronger than you. So if we're, making a, if we're saying that we're responsible for each other, it sounds a little bit funny because we have all kinds of Jews. And some Jews are greater, some Jews are less. So how can we say that all the Jewish people are responsible for each other? How can we say that uh, the greatest tzaddik is his, he was who's obviously greater than, than, than uh, someone who is not a tzaddik or someone who's far from a tzaddik. How can we say this guy who's far from a tzaddik and he is going to be responsible for, he's going to have a, a, a up, he is, has a virtue that surpasses the tzaddik and therefore he's going to guarantee his mitzvahs. How could he guarantee the tzaddik's mitzvahs? So the answer is, is that um, there's another translation of the words call Yisrael, of this same passage of the Talmud. All the Jewish people are responsible for each other. Or in Hebrew, call Yisrael has another translation. The other translation of call Yisrael is not just that we're responsible for each other. Call Yisrael All the Jewish people are mixed with each other. We're all mixed with each other. What does that mean we're mixed with each other? The Jewish people are compared to a body. And just like in a body, there are various limbs, and each limb is different than the other. But despite the fact that there are all different kinds of limbs, in each limb has a virtue, and in that specific virtue that the limb has, it is considered the head of the body. So the mind might be considered the head of the body if we're talking about intelligence. But if we're talking about movement, the feet are the head of the body. It's the feet that bring a person from one place to another. So so each limb has something in it that the other limbs do not. And in a similar way, when we talk about the Jewish people, yes, there are greater pe- people which are greater in, in one area, but there is something that every Jew is considered to be greater than everyone else. Every Jew has something in him that no other Jew has. Every Jew has something that makes him, so to speak, the head of the body. So the Pasuk says, you are standing here together. The heads of the tribe, the wood, the wood choppers, the water carriers. The Torah is saying not just that you are um, responsible for each other uh, because you have an obligation to take care of each other. The reason you're responsible for each other is because you're like a body. And in a body, everyone has something in which they excel. Every part of the body has something in it that makes that part of the body to be considered the top, the highest part of the body. This also is the, um, the, the so, so in other words just before you continue so, so everyone has to receive from every other Jew because every other Jew has something that, that, that no one else has I can't um, accomplish everything myself I only have my virtue but in order for me to accomplish an area which I do not excel in something that I'm weak in I have to receive from you in the area that you, are, that you have the strength so we all have to cover for each other. So that's why we're all responsible for each other. Yes, a guarantor has to be greater than the one he's guaranteeing for, but in, but in a sense, every Jew can guarantee every other Jew because there's something that every Jew has that no one else does. And that's why the Mishnah says, 
We're supposed to be supposed to be low-spirited before all people. We're supposed to be humble before all people. Others look at the, this passage of the Mishnah and says, "Ah, doesn't mean literally. It just means that you should you should act with respect to everyone." But the Alt Rebbe and Tanya says it means It means absolutely for real. And the reason why you're supposed to be humble before all people for real, there are two reasons. There is the reason mentioned in Tanya. You think you're the greatest of everybody else. Well, that's only looking at things from a very narrow perspective. It says in the Mishnah, don't judge anyone until you reach their place. Because you can't really understand what another person is going through and to know what kind of challenges they have. So you may think, oh, I'm doing so much more than this other person is. I'm so much better than them. Yeah, externally, you may be doing, doing a lot more. But do you know what that person has to contend with to be where they are? So it could be that if we were to measure you against the other person and the yardstick we were to use would be the effort that you're making and the, uh, not, not the performance, not, what, what, not the output of mitzvahs, but what you're putting in to, to uh, the input of how much you're putting in to do the mitzvahs that you are doing. It could be that the other person that you look at as lower than you, he is much greater than you. So that's why it says in the Mishnah, one reason, don't consider yourself greater than everybody else because you don't really know that you're the greatest. That's what it says in Tanya. <clears throat> but there's another point which we just underscored. Another point is that you may be greater than the other person. Let's, let's say you're right. But there's something that the other guy has that you don't have. You are greater than him in, in one area. But there's a whole different area that this other person has an advantage over you. You may be the heads of the tribes. He may be the woodchopper. That's true. But there's something the woodchopper has that you don't have. This is very um, in sync with the beginnings, early beginnings of the Hasidic movement, where the Baal Shem Tev would invite all these great Torah geniuses to his court, for, and they would come to him to ask for advice in, in spiritual perfection. And he would tell... The, these great geniuses of Torah, oh, you want to know about honesty? You need to speak to Shmuel the fisherman. You want to know about faith? Go to Beryl the butcher. You want to know about love? Go to, <coughs> go to Levi the chazan. He would tell these great Torah geniuses to go to these very simple people to learn from them because everyone has something in which they excel. So that's the second reason why it's be low-spirited before all people because there's something, that, you may be the heads of the tribe in one area, but you're not in everything, and, and you have to receive from the other person. So this is the connection of the three concepts that we learned today. The first concept was the teaching of the Baal Shem Tev, that, we will, that the meaning of the beginning of the sixth Torah portion is you'll stand, you'll be victorious in judgment. The second concept, the concept that the Alter Rebbe mentioned, that we're standing together, the only one we're together is God our King. And the third concept, that this verse is talking about the responsibility we have for each other. What's the connection between these three concepts? If I go before Hashem and I say to Hashem, you know, I want to be judged based upon my merits, so then I'm uh, going to be looked at and scrutinized and see how deserving I am. But if I am going to the God and saying to God, I'm just part of the Jewish people, I'm not looking at myself as myself. I'm, I'm, I'm connected and I care about it and I'm with all the Jewish people. So the Talmud gives the analogy of 
of twigs. That maybe every twig individually could, could be broken, but if you take all those twigs together and make it into a bundle, you, they cannot be broken. So the, the key to, being, to having the, what the Baal Shem Tov says, to being victorious in judgment, is accomplished by what the Alter Rebbe says, which is through the unity. And the what, how does the unity happen? The unity isn't just something that we say we're going to be united. The meaning of the unity is, is that we, we, we are responsible for each other because we all have some... We, the, the reason why we're united is because we are responsible for each other. We're, uni- we're united because every single person has something in him that no one else does. Everyone has their virtue. So what unites us is by realizing that I, don't, I can't get it done by myself. We, we're all in this together. I need you and you need me because all of us have our strengths. So the concept of responsibility for each other highlights the unity of the Jewish people and how we all need each other, how, how we're all like one body. And although every limb is different, but all the limbs need each other. And in that particular field that you excel in, you're the head of the Jewish people. So when we think about that, we think about the virtues of all the other Jewish people in our life, and we highlight their virtues, and we unite with them, and we receive from them, we want to, we want, and want to give to them, so then we have what the Baal what the, the says, that you are meritorious in judgment, you'll, be, you'll win the judgment. The key to Baruchenu Avinu, for God's blessing, is Kulonu Ke'echad, when we're all united as one. When we're united as one, and we feel the virtues of, of other people, that brings down Hashem's blessing for a good and sweet year. May Hashem bless us to have a good and sweet year. The Teva Nirva Niglan, an obvious good that, as we saw in the video last night, the Rebbe said, not just a good that the Nisham understands, but it should be an obvious good that even the body understands. It's a real, clear, obvious good. And the key to this, again, is is through this idea of unity in the sense of, of responsibility. I want to mention one more thing before I forget. There's a third translation of means we're responsible for each other. And we say the reason we're responsible for each other again is because we're like, a, we're like one body and we all have in ourselves a, 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 a field in which we excel in, just like the limbs of the body. Each limb has its thing that it does that no other limb does. That's why we're responsible for each other. That's why we're able to stand up and say, I'm, I could take responsibility for this great tzaddik because a great tzaddik is the only great tzaddik in one area, but I have something in me that, that, that surpasses that tzaddik. That's why I can guarantee him. And there's a third concept. It also means all Jews are sweet to each other. All Jews feel sweet being in the presence of, the, of, of other Jews. There's something about the Jews' unity that is just geschmack. It's, it's pleasurable. It's enjoyable. So by us enjoying each other's presence and taking responsibility for each other and realizing the virtues of each other, this is the key to receive all the brachas and the abister. Have a good tevach, Surah Stavis. Any questions, Dr. Bresman? Okay. All Jews feel sweet being in the